another episode of The Desert Shift. I'm your host, Chase Beersley, along with your fellow host, Tyler Cass. Welcome to our first episode of basically predicting the offseason for every single NHL team. Before we get to that stuff, we have an important question to ask Tyler, and that's obviously, how's the Weber out today, Tyler? Oh, man, it was so hot out today. It was... It was not even like nice out hot. It was just like uh, really humid. So not nice hot weather, but not that nice out. It's super hot in Arizona. It's like 105 right now. So uh, you're missing out, man. Uh, So anyway, as we mentioned, we're going to go through all the NHL teams, going through them one by one, basically predicting – who we think they're going to resign, who we don't think they're going to resign, and who some potential targets are going to be. Um, so, yeah, we're going to start with the Pacific Division, and we'll make our way through the Western Conference and eventually the Eastern Conference, and it's going to be split up into a couple episodes. So, Tyler, are you ready? Yeah, I'm ready. All right. We're going to start off with the Anaheim Ducks, Pat Verbeek's team. Uh, I mean, they have some interesting players to play around with here. And just a heads up, we're using cap friendly. So if you want to follow along, that's what we're doing. So looking at their cap, I mean, they're pretty good. They're obviously a rebuilding team. They're projected cap space, 39 uh, million, I believe, right there. Uh, obviously, they hired a new coach this past offseason. And they're stocked on draft picks. They have a lot of uh, second-round picks this upcoming draft year. So that is also great. But scrolling down to the free agents, there are some key free agents here. Uh, let's start with Maxime Comtois, Troy Terry, Trevor Zegers, Derek Grant, Jason Magna. You also have on the blue line, uh, Simone Benoit. You have Jamie Drysdale ending up. Uh, you have Nathan Beaulieu, Scott Harrington, Kevin Shattenkirk. And then you also have Lucas Dolsol and Anthony Stolars on the goaltender position going more down. You have John Moore also uh, needing a new contract. So you got a lot of players here that are going to eat up at that $39 million cap hit. You also have Michael Delzato. Uh, needing a new contract if you're going to resign him, along with Oli Levy, Chase Prisky. Um, those are just Andre Suster. These are all like minor league players, but obviously, let's talk about the big ones, and that's Nathan Bolu. I'm just kidding. I'm talking about Trevor Zegers, Troy Terry, and Maxime Comtois. These are your big players here, along with Jamie Drysdale. Your youth, your entire youth needs new contracts. Tyler, your thoughts here. Um, the main thing I think is important for Anaheim is locking up those key RFAs long-term and Terry and Zegers. I think Terry gets a, a long-term deal, um, eight years, um, probably somewhere in the $8 million range for Zegers. And maybe they go towards more the bridge deal route. Um, but I think the most important thing is getting those two guys uh, signed long-term. You know, I actually think roles are going to be kind of reversed um, because I think they want to lock down Zegers. I think the league wants the Ducks to lock down Zegers. He's now 
kind of one of the bigger faces of the league because of his whole popularity. Uh, obviously, his online presence as, you know, his skill of doing lacrosse moves and nothing beyond that. Uh, but beyond those jokes, I, I think Anaheim really wants to lock him down. And I think Terry goes more of the bridge route. He's had two good years under him now. So I wonder if they see, you know, hey, let's see if you can do a third year and then we'll lock you down for a good eight-year extension. But I think they signed Zegers before that. I also think Drysdale is going to be one of the more important players out of all those players, actually, as well. Because right now, if you look at their blue line, their blue line, not the best. He's really the only key NHL top forward or top four defenseman on that uh, blue line right now, unless you want to count Kevin Shattenkirk in there. And speaking of Shattenkirk, Tyler, do you think Shattenkirk is going to be re-signed by them? Uh, yeah, I think they, they re-signed him to a one-year deal uh, just um, because I don't think he has a lot of value coming off of not a great season. And I think that um, the Ducks will be able to give him uh, a little bit of money for a year. And, you know, if he has a good season, I think they're definitely going to look to trade him at the deadline. They didn't this past deadline, so I think they're going to bring him back one year and uh, look to see if they can get anything for him at this year's deadline. And if they can't, then they'll just let him walk again next year. The big reason why he wasn't traded this past deadline was obviously because of that cap hit that he had, massive cap hit, and no one really wanted to take on that contract. But I would agree with you. I think he resigns with Anaheim, especially with the need for defensemen on that team. You have Cam Fowler and you have Jamie Drysdale, and beyond that, that's about it. Um, I don't think they re-sign Nathan Beaulieu. I think he walks. I think Scott Harrington, even though I thought he played well, and San Jose, and then also Anaheim later in the season, I don't think he resigns. Uh, but Tyler, I mean, you also look at their goaltending, and John Gibson most likely on his way out uh, via trade probably this season. But you also have Lucas Dostal and Anthony Stolarz. You wonder if they're going to resign him. What do you think? Well, I definitely think that they bring uh... – Dostal back I think they view him as maybe not the goalie of the future but a guy that they could rely on and hopefully develop into a solid starter uh Stolarz is interesting because if they go with Dostal um you know how many games do you want him playing uh at the NHL this year do you want him rely on him being the number one and if you don't do you want Stolarz to be relied on as your number one so I wonder if they let Stolarz walk and look to bring in a more veteran guy a guy who could probably play you know, half the season while uh, Dostal either uh, develops a little bit more in the AHL or, you know, they don't really want him playing the entire season. So maybe they bring both those guys back and, you know, bring in a third guy or they let Stolarz walk um, and sign a veteran. But I think um, their priority is going to make sure that uh, they have Dostal and that he gets a decent amount of playing time in the league next year. Yeah, I definitely agree with you. Um, so I think I'll kind of speak for both of us. I think they're going to re-sign most of their key RFAs, which include Drysdale, Zegris, Terry, Dolstol, and then uh, also Comtois. I think they re-sign all of those players. And then forward-wise, I think uh, – or sorry, uh, UFA-wise, I think they re-sign Kevin Shattenkirk. Maybe Derek Grant, I can totally see him – getting re-signed but other than that I don't think anyone else really gets re-signed here yeah I mean 
Um, they have a lot of just like fringe guys. Maybe some of these guys want to come back just because it's their best shot of playing in the NHL and getting, you know, one-way contracts, you know, guys like Harrington and like Jason Magna. But um, so I think that some of these guys, you know, they were on the team last year and, you know, um, maybe they don't want to move and they know that they have a chance to make the Ducks because, you know, they don't have a super deep or talented team. So I think a lot of the, the UFAs that are fringe NHL guys could definitely uh, come back to try and make uh, the Ducks out of training camp. Yeah, I completely agree. Uh, let's go on to the next team, and that is the Calgary Flames. A lot of drama going on with this one. Uh, their projected cap space is $1 million on here. Uh, is that correct, Tyler? Do you see that on your end? Yeah. That's that is not the best. Um, new GM Craig Conroy leads this team. Uh, they have their first round pick for this year, so that is good for them. Uh, moving on towards the bottom, uh, towards the free agency list. Uh, so currently on the UFA market, they have Trevor Lewis, Milan Lucic, Nick Ritchie. Uh, they also have Troy Stetcher. Michael Stone, uh, all UFAs, but beyond that, not a, a lot of UFAs. Uh, if you go down into their uh, other contracts that they need to resign, they do need to resign Matthew Phillips. Uh, beyond that, not a, a lot of big uh, name players here. But as we've heard, Tyler, a lot of drama around Calgary. Obviously, Backlund, uh, Toffoli, Lindholm, and also Hannafin have all threatened to leave or wanting to leave next by the end of next season. And you look a year in advance, and a lot of these guys need new contracts, including Hannafin, including Lindholm, all the guys we just mentioned, along with Matt Coronado. Uh, you also need to resign Adam or Dustin Wolf to a contract and a lot of other players to new contracts next season. Next off season is looking pretty big for them, but what about this off season, Tyler? What are you thinking? Uh, I really don't expect any of the UFAs to be back except, you know, maybe Michael Stone. He's been there for a few years, but I mean, Lucius here, he said he's not coming back. I mean, Trevor Lewis getting up there in age. Um, Nick Ritchie, uh, he's the guy who's floated around a lot. I don't really see him coming back, especially after the whole shootout thing last year. Um, and then uh, <laughs> uh, Stetcher, I mean, another guy who's floated around recently. So I, a lot of these guys besides Stone, I don't see any of them coming back. So I think it's uh, – I also think Calgary, they want to, you know, get rid of some of these older guys like Lucic um, and Trevor Lewis. Because they have some really, really solid uh, young players who never got the chance under Suter. So I think this new uh, regime is going to want to see what these young guys can bring into the lineup. Yeah, I mean, I don't think they re-sign any of these guys, to be honest. Not even Michael Stone, because as we know, Michael Stone was kind of a Brad Tree living guy. They always brought him back uh, on, on a one-year deal. This is a new GM. This is a GM that kind of wants to wipe off uh, and make his own team because this is what they need to do fully expect all these ufas to walk and i also expect a lot of these guys to be traded i fully expect backland lindholm to fully 
and Hannafin to be gone by the next offseason. And I also expect Dan Vladar or Jacob Markstrom, one of the two of them, to be traded simply because you have Dustin Wolf coming up soon. So I think all the UFAs except Matthew Phillips, because Matthew Phillips is a UFA, interestingly enough. I think all of them walk, obviously, except Phillips. Um, yeah, I, I just can't see them really doing anything this offseason as well. I don't see him trading any or I don't see him signing any guys or making massive trades. But as mentioned, Dustin Wolf is up next year, along with a lot of key free agents. So this offseason is going to be a little bit more tame than the next offseason that they're going to go through. Any other thoughts on Calgary, Tyler? No, I think it's a, a pivotal pivotal offseason for them. I think we're going to see a lot of their big-name guys shipped out a little sooner than we thought uh, just because, um, you know, a lot of these guys, ha- their values are really higher right now, especially a guy like Toffoli, um, who had a career year last year. And, you know, if they go into the season and have a, a down year um, or don't have as good as the year of last year, I think that tanks a lot of their value. So I think for some of these guys, Calgary is going to sell high uh, this offseason while they can. Um, and, you know, I think that their their ownership and the uh, front office is finally going to decide to go that rebuild route. And um, they're going to uh, start to sell a lot of these guys probably uh, a little bit into free agency. Yeah, 100%. Moving on to the team up north from Calgary, uh, Ken Holland's Edmonton Oilers. They have a projected cap space of $5 million um, going down and through it. Uh, they do have quite a bit of players on the deaf end of things, on the forward side of things, to resign Clem Kosin, Ryan McLeod, Nick Bugstad, Matias Yanmark, and Devin Shore all need new contracts. Meanwhile, in defense, the only player that isn't locked down is Evan Bouchard. He needs a new contract. He's the RFA. On IR, you have a couple of players coming off the books, Oscar Kleffbaum. Ryan Murray also coming off the books. And then you also have Mike Smith. You wonder what's going to happen to him. You still have the buyout of James Neal on the dead cap space right there. And then moving even more down, not really anyone in the minors to really talk about, unless you really want to talk about Slater Cuckoo or Jason Demers. He's probably going to retire. Um, and then goalie-wise, they're pretty solid. Uh, obviously, Jack Campbell is locked down. And Stuart Skinner doesn't need a new contract until 2026-2027. But, Tyler, I mean, your thoughts on Edmonton, who do you think they're keeping around? Well, I think the main thing for them is re-signing Evan Bouchard and only having $5 million in cap space. Bouchard might demand and probably will demand more than that. So I think that means we're going to see uh, some names shipped out. The two names that pop up the most are Yamamoto and then Warren Fogle. Um, I think one or both of those guys uh, could get shipped out because um, I think they're going to try and get all, all of these RFAs done with Cost and McLeod um, and Bouchard. And I think that'll take up all their cash space, leaving them not really any money to bring back any of their UFAs or go into free agency or really sign anybody. Yeah, and we'll talk about who we might think each time each team will sign when we get to the end of the Pacific Division. We'll come back for each team and kind of give our opinions on 
who we think each team might uh, go out and get on the open market. But I agree with you, Tyler. I think Coaston uh, and McLeod are definitely going to get resigned. I don't think they'll cost that much. Uh, meanwhile, Bouchard, oh, man, after that playoff performance, like who knows? They might do a bridge year deal because, I mean, after, before this year, Bouchard was a good player, but he never really popped off offensively until this season. Uh, so I, I wouldn't be surprised if they do a bridge deal and then they let the contracts of Warren Fogel or Killer Yamamoto kind of burn off unless they want to get rid of them. Uh, both those guys uh, need contracts after this season. Um, I don't think Bugsad comes back. I don't think Yanmark comes back. I think Shore might get a contract, but it's not going to be anything big. It's not going to be anything to worry about. Uh, other than that, I can't really see them – Resigning anyone besides Bouchard, Tosin, McLeod, and Shore. Uh, any final thoughts on Edmonton? Um, no, I, I really don't expect um, Yamamoto to be an oiler by the time the season starts. I, I really think he's going to get traded. And um, Warren Fogel is also a question mark for me just because trading both of those guys clears out um, over 5 million, almost 6 million. And, you know, that six million on top of the five they already have gives them the ability to re-sign Bouchard, re-sign both their R-Face, and you know go shopping for a potential free agent. So, you know, both those guys are two guys that I really think uh, could be on their way out. That's fair. I I could totally see Yamamoto on his way out. I think he is on his way out eventually within the next year. Obviously, uh, we're going on to Rob Blake's LA Kings. They have $9 million in projected cap space, um, but obviously there is a rumor afoot, but we'll get to that rumor in a second. Um, so on the docket to resign, there is Rasmus Kupari, uh, Jarrett Anderson-Dolan, Zach McEwen, and Gabe Velarde all needing new contracts. Uh, they are all RFAs. On the UFA side of things, we go – to their defense and goaltending. Alex Edler needs a new contract, and Jonas Corposalo needs a new contract. Uh, they obviously re-signed Gavrikov not too long ago. And going even forward into that, uh, if you look at their depths, uh, someone like Leas Anderson needs a new contract if they want to keep him around. Tyler Madden needs a new contract. Akil Thomas needs a new contract. Um, no one other than that on the forward side of things really to mention Tobias Bjornfoot on defense needs a new contract and then goaltending wise, they don't really have a big goaltending prospect right now. So not really anything to worry about all the way down there, but Tyler, I mean, you're the Kings fan here. Who do you think they're going to keep around and what do you think is going to happen here? Yeah. On the RFA side, I think everybody's back except Zach McEwen. Um, maybe if, if they could get McEwen for a cheap deal, deal under a million, maybe, but, um, McEwen really brought nothing last year. That trade was kind of just to get Lemieux out of there. Um, so I, I don't think they bring back McEwen unless it's for like a really, really cheap deal. Um, and then the, like the depth RFAs guys, I don't know if Elias Anderson comes back. Um, maybe he does if they get it for cheap, but all of the other guys are going to be back. Um, Ontario is such a great team. And um, I think that the Kings really love all the depth they have down there. So I think they're going to bring back all of these depth guys, especially a guy like Fajimo, who was really good in the time he played in the NHL last year. Also was really good in the 
in the AHL. And then Bjorn Foot, I think, uh, I think this is this is his last chance to kind of prove himself. He's been solid in the NHL when he's played. I think they're going to give him a, a two-year deal, maybe one-year deal to try and prove himself, see if he could finally make crack the lineup because he's been in and out the last few years. Former first-round pick there. Um, and hopefully he could uh, take the spot of Edler, who I think is going to retire. And if he doesn't, I really don't see the Kings bringing Edler back just because they have guys like Mo Berari and Bjorn Foot um, who could be really, really good defensemen. And I think they're going to uh, – both those guys are going to compete for Edler's roster spot at training camp. Yeah, I think they uh, bring back most of their RFAs. I think someone like Akeel Thomas, I mean, that's a very important player, very important uh, prospect along with Kupari. I think Velarde is starting to take uh, steps forward into the right uh, side of things. So Akeel Thomas uh, and all these RFAs, I think are going to be big pieces for the Kings future besides as you mentioned Zach McEwen I don't really see him as a uh, big name player that's going to stick around or anything but uh going more towards the UFA side of things um I don't think Alex Adler comes back I think he retires as you mentioned Tyler uh that's the rumor going around too uh Jonas Corposalo is an interesting one I wonder what they do with the goaltending uh Phoenix Copley is the only NHL caliber goaltender they have on contracts now uh for this upcoming season with Corpusalo coming up but I think if I was a betting man they would try to get someone in free agency or via trade I wonder what they do here I don't think Corpusalo comes back though yeah I think they addressed the goaltending situation this offseason but I don't think that Corpusalo is going to be the guy that they bring back to address it but so I, I really don't see any of the UFAs, which they don't really have a ton coming back. And I don't see them spending a ton of money because um, they're going to have a ton of RFAs to sign next uh, offseason and um, as well as Kopitar being a free agent next season. So I think the Kings are kind of gearing towards a big year next year. So I think this year is making sure that they lock down their current RFAs and then addressing the goaltending, whether that be free agency or trade. Yeah, I agree. Uh, we go on to Mike Greer's San Jose Sharks. Uh, they have a projected cap space of $14 million. Uh, they have two first-round picks this year from the Timo Meyer trade. Uh, let's go through the uh, UFAs and RFAs here. Uh, going Starting off uh, with the RFAs for the forward position along with the UFAs, uh, Noah Gregor needs a new contract. Jacob Peterson needs a new contract. Evgeny Svechnikov, Fabian Zetterland, Andreas Janssen, and Jeff Viel all need new contracts. Going through their blue line, their blue line for right now, it's pretty solid. All of them are locked down for right now. Goalie-wise, James Reimer needs a contract. Jonah Gajovich needs a new contract. Uh, on buyouts, they still have Marm Jones and Rudolph Balshers on the buyout history. You go down even more through their uh, Barracuda lineup. Uh, Marn Kaut needs a new contract. Kyle Criscolo needs a new contract. Uh, CJ Seuss needs a new contract. All of these guys appeared in at least one NHL game. And then Derek Pouliot also needs a contract. E2 McNamee. He's a new contract, along with Strassman and Aaron Dell on the goaltending position-wise. Tyler, 
your thoughts on San Jose? What are they going to do this offseason? Yeah, I'll just I'll just do a quick thing because this is your team. I think um I just see all of the RFAs coming back. Um all the RFAs are young. They were pretty solid last year when they played. Um, I don't really see any of the UFAs coming back, uh, especially Reimer. Uh, I think both sides want to move on from that. And then for the the younger guys, um, maybe, um, you know, some of the career minor league UFA guys come back because I know the Barracuda um, had some pretty good chemistry last year and maybe they get a chance to play in the NHL this year. Um, but I think mostly for the Sharks is bringing back a lot of these RFAs. I think a lot of them are going to be shorter term deals um, just kind of see what they have in these guys over the next two or three years. Yeah, I think they move on from a lot, uh, not a lot of these guys. I uh, thought Noah Gregor had a great second half of this season. I don't think he gets a long-term extension there or anything, but I think he gets uh, some sort of bridge deal. I think uh, Jacob Peterson, when he came over from Dallas, I thought he played really well. I think he returns. Same ideal with Sveshnikov. I thought he was a great bottom six option. Fabian Zerlin is a prospect you really want to try to develop out of that Timo Meyer deal. Andreas Johnson, I could see them bringing him back. I do not know, though. I don't think Jeff Viel comes back. It's kind of been publicly stated that he's most likely going to test the free agency market. You move on. James Reimer is absolutely not coming back. There is no way he comes back. It's been reported numerously across uh, everywhere that the it looks like he's not coming back at all. Jonah Gadjevich, I, I can see him coming back. I'm not a big fan of Gadjevich. I think he's kind of like a, uh, a Michael Haley kind of player. All he does is fight, and that's all he contributes. I don't. I'm not a big fan, but. Uh, I think I think he comes back. Uh, I think Martin Cow is going to be a great one to bring back. I thought he looked strong in both the AHL and the NHL when he got traded over to the Sharks. And I think most of their uh, UFAs in the Barracuda lineup get resigned. I think a big one to talk about is Ichu Makinemi. I think he could be the goaltender of the future or the backup of the future or a 1B option for the future for the Sharks. I think Strauss Mann gets a new contract as well. I can't really see Aaron Dell return. I think that whole goaltending pipeline, there's a huge logjam there. And uh, they tried to fix it by trading Aiden Hill away, and that's backfired in so many ways. And now they're going to finally get rid of Reimer. And, uh, yeah, you're going to now have Magnus Krona in there. You're going to have Georgi uh, Ramonov. In there as well, and then McNamee and Strassman. Uh, I would say McNamee most likely goes to the NHL to either back up or play alongside Capo Kakinen. Um, but yeah, I don't think it's it's going to be too crazy for the Sharks. Uh, I mean, next year is going to be insane. I think you got a lot of players uh, like Alexander Barbanov that needs a new contract. Kevin LeBanc, if they uh, choose to keep him. Uh, or sorry, Stephen Lorenz is going to need a new contract. Radim Shemek is coming up. It looks like Henry Thrun is about to come up. Thomas Bordlow is going to come up. Capo Kakinen, Luke Kunin. Uh, you got a lot of kind of big names on the Sharks team that you're going to have to resign next year. Brendan Coe, Adam Raska. A lot of these prospects are coming up as well. Um, Nick Chichek, Art. Artemi Knightsev, like these are pretty big names on the prospect wise that 
I think uh, they should resign. But this year, I think they'll bring back most of their RFAs. Um, I think the only casualties, big casualties you'll see is going to be Jeff Yell, James Reimer, and Aaron Dell. Uh, anything else on the San Jose Sharks? I don't think it'll be a pretty uh, low-key offseason after the draft happens just because not much going on in terms of uh, free agents um, internally and going on who I think they're going to bring in. So I think it'll be a pretty quiet offseason in San Jose um, outside of Eric Carlson, which is a, a whole other thing. Yeah, and we'll talk about that when we round out the Pacific Division. We have a couple more teams, though. The Seattle Kraken run Francis team. Uh, very, very good season this year. Best in franchise history, obviously. $20 million in projected cap space. They have three second-round picks uh, this coming year. You go down uh, their contract list, Morgan Geeky, Daniel Sprong, and Ryan Donato all – need new contracts for the forward position on the RFA defense position. Uh, you have quite a bit. You have William Borgen. You have Vince Dunn and Caleb Flurry all needing contracts. And Carson Soucy, the UFA, needs new contract as well. Martin Jones isn't signed past, uh, well, obviously, these couple of weeks. You know, Stonskoy uh, is going to need a contract. If you go down to the Coachella team, Cole Lynn, John Hayden, uh, Alex True, Carson Torinsky, these are all guys that, you know, were in Coachella, had decent roles, maybe besides Torinsky. Uh, go, keep going down. Joey Decord needs a new contract. He was super good, obviously, uh, in Coachella, getting them all the way down to the Calder Cup final. Um, so, yeah, all these guys need new contracts. What do you think, Tyler, the Kraken are going to do? I think they – they have a ton of cast base. So I think a lot of these guys come back. Um, I definitely think that uh, Sprong um, and Vince Dunn are two guys that they're really going to want to bring back. They both had great seasons. Um, I think Geeky comes back because um, fan favorite there and he had a really solid season. Donato's the guy I'm like 50-50 on because I think that the Kraken could pay him if they want to. But I could also see him being a guy who's going to look for a bigger role, uh, maybe on a team that isn't as competitive as the Kraken. The defensive side, obviously, Don is, I think, is their number one priority, locking him up long-term, which I think they do. Um, Susie is interesting because I think Susie is a, a solid player, but I think he is going to demand a decent amount of money. I don't know if Ron French is going to be willing to pay him long-term big money, but I think if they can get him for reasonable, Susie will come back. So I think um, the Kraken are going to look like a relatively similar team again next year. Um I think they're going to look to add some depth in free agency, but um, the only major change I think is going to be in goalie because I don't see Martin Jones coming back. I see them running with either Drieger, and I think they bring back Decord next year because I don't think Drieger is going to be 100% to start the season. So uh, I think the major, major change will be in net. I think they go with Grubauer, Decord, and maybe um, Drieger when he's 100% ready. But uh, – it's not like crazy offseason, I don't think, for the Kraken. Um, I think they get most of the, their pending free agents done because they have the caskers to do so. And, you know, a lot of these guys were really good last year, so there's no reason to let them walk. Yeah, I agree with you um, on the most part. Uh, I think all their forward uh, free agents get re-signed, including Ryan Donato. To me, Ryan Donato has kind of found a home here in Seattle. Uh, he obviously scored the 
first ever cracking goal in franchise history, but he really fit in. He had a great year last year, a little bit of a setback here this year, but uh, I've been a huge fan of Donato since he rolled in Sharks. I always thought he was wasted potential uh, by the Sharks when he uh, spent the year in San Jose a couple years back. Uh, You go down the blue line, I think they definitely bring back Vince Dunn. He was very important to this team. And uh, I think Will Borgen gets another extension. Uh, Kale Flurry, I don't really see them bringing him back. And Carson CC, I'm like 50-50 about. He's a good defenseman, but I don't know if they pay him the money that he's going to want. On the goaltending side, I think they bring back uh, Joey Decord, obviously. Superior year in Coachella. I wonder if they give him a one-way or two-way contract because Chris Drieger, as we know, injured this past year this whole past year and uh he's a solid goaltender when he's healthy but he obviously was not and there have been a little bit of rumors uh, about him moving on getting traded uh but i definitely do think they bring back to court i don't think they bring back martin jones i don't think they bring back Jonas donskoy i think he's going to be gone um he was injured most in fact this whole season and when he was healthy last year, he only scored two goals in the cracking, not really a big fit there. Coland, I think they resign, and Alex True, I think they resign, and then everyone else, I really think they drop. But those are my predictions uh, for the Kraken. Uh, anything else for the Kraken time? Yeah, um, I think the Kraken have some really, really solid uh, defensive prospects that should get a look in the league soon. So that's why some of these guys, especially Flurry and Borgen, they do come back. I don't see them getting anything longer than two or three years. Um, so I think they they bring back a lot of defensive, but I think we're going to see a lot of short-term deals there besides if it's done. We look at the Vancouver Canucks. Their projected cap space is six mil around that. Uh, Patrick Alvin or Jim Rutherford, if you really want to believe that, which I do. Uh, is the GM manager of this team. They do not have a second-round pick, but they do have their first-round pick this season. You look up down their lineup, not a lot of players they need to bring back. Vitaly Kratsov does not have a contract uh, down the defense. You don't really have anyone that needs a new contract. Colin Delia on the backup position needs a new contract. Travis Dermott needs a new contract. Uh, Ethan Bear needs a new contract. And then we scroll down, obviously the OEL buyout is going to be very expensive in a couple of years for them, but right now it's not. Uh, Looking at their AHL, someone that sticks out to me, Niels Hoglander needs an extension or a new contract. Noah Juleson needs a new contract. And then that's pretty much it. Not a lot of players that they need to be, that need to be re-signed, but there is someone big in there that I do think needs to be re-signed and that's Ethan Bear played pretty well with the Canucks and I think they do bring him back I just wonder how much it costs um but your thoughts on Vancouver Tyler yeah um I crossed off I think is pretty much confirmed he's going back to Russia I don't think he stays in the NHL um besides that they don't have anybody I think they move on from Delia and try and get a, a more sustainable backup because between him and Spencer Martin last year when Demko was hurt it was just a mess those guys were really really bad in that um i think that uh a lot of this year for the canucks is just going to be trying to like find an identity again um whether that be 
playing a lot of their young players, you know, not making a, a ton of moves because I feel like they haven't really had an identity. It's just been kind of like, you know, they've just been kind of mediocre. They haven't really um, decided if they want to trend towards rebuilding or competing. Um, so I think that this, this off season and this current season is just going to be them trying to find an identity. Um, so I, I think Bear comes back. I don't know what they do with Travis Dermott because, I mean, he's been hurt, didn't really play a ton. Um, maybe they, he comes back for a year uh, to try and uh, kind of revitalize his career again, get a, a bigger contract next offseason. Besides that, I don't see the Canucks doing a ton. They also don't have a ton of cap space, um, and they're going to uh, – they got the big big, uh, big boys coming up next season with uh, Pedersen uh, being an RFA next year, and they're going to want to lock him up long term. So uh, I think quiet season they bring back the guys they need to, who they think will be around long-term, which is like Bear. And honestly, that's kind of it. So I think quiet offseason there. Yeah, I would agree. I mean, I think Bear gets re-signed. I think uh, Hoglander gets re-signed. Uh, beyond those two, I think everyone else uh, doesn't get re-signed. I think uh, they're going to look for a new backup goaltender. And uh yeah, those are my thoughts on Vancouver. I think uh, what they do is going to be more probably trade-related if they do anything, but we'll see what Patrick Alvin and uh, the master Jim Rutherford uh, do. Going on to our final team in the Pacific, the Vegas Golden Knights. They have a projected cap space of $3 million. Um the Aiden Hill extension is not in here yet, uh, but it is heavily reported that he is going to come back on a two-year deal. But other than that, you look up and down the lineup, you have Brett Howden getting a new extension. Uh, Ivan Barbashev needs a new contract. He was super good in the playoffs. Teddy Bluger, uh, Phil Kessel, uh, you go even more down, Jonathan Quick, Lauren Brassois, Nolan Patrick, and then going into the Henderson roster, no one really sticks out besides Yuri Patera, who needs a new contract. So all in all, four goaltenders all need contracts. We've spoken a little bit about this when we spoke about the reported Aiden Hill extension, but a lot of goaltenders, but also Ivan Barbashev. What do you think, Tyler? Yeah, I don't. The only UFA that I could see maybe coming back is is Bluger. Um, I don't know. I think that Kessel uh, is going to look to play again, and he didn't really play a lot of the playoffs for Vegas. So I think Kessel is content. He won his cup there. I think Kessel is going to move on. Barbashev's looking for that big payday. Vegas doesn't have the money to give that to him. I think he's moving on. Um, Pavel uh, Dorofiev, I loved him in Henderson. I think he's a guy who's going to be good. He was great when he played in the NHL. So I think they're going to give him a, a solid contract, probably two or three years. Um, not nothing crazy expensive, probably under a million, but he's going to solidify himself as the everyday NHL player. And then Howden, I think Howden comes back because he was a pretty solid part of that run. He was had a really good playoffs. Um, and Braden Paschal, I think he comes back. Just a depth defenseman there. He was pretty good in, in Henderson. Goalies, Hill, the extension is not official yet, but he'll be back. So that means for Swan quick are uh, gone, They're going to be looking for new teams. We'll see what happens with Robin Leonard. Nobody really knows what's been going on. Really haven't heard anything about him. Besides um, his, like, snake farm or whatever he was doing? 
Yeah, but I mean, from the injury injury side of things, we haven't heard anything about his rehab progress. So who knows if he's going to be uh, ready for next season, play it all next season. Um, so uh, we'll see what happens there. But I, I really don't see any of their their UFAs coming back besides maybe Bluger on a cheap deal. Yeah, I pretty much agree with you. Obviously, we know Aiden Hill is coming back. It's pretty obvious. I could see them re-signing Bluger. Uh, do do they? I don't know. This one's kind of hard to predict because they are going to be tight on cap. Um, I could see Brett Howden coming back. Uh, he's an RFA. Definitely see him. I don't know. It's just going to be interesting. I really do think they really, really try hard to re-sign Barbashev, but I think he's going to demand too much money. Um, I think Patera comes back. He was a good goaltender in both the AHL and the NHL, and I think he is eventually going to be the goaltender of the future with Logan Thompson for this Vegas team. Uh, Quick and Bristol are gone 100%. And then beyond that, I mean – I wouldn't be surprised if Bill Kessel retires, retires on top of the Stanley Cup. He's now a three-time Stanley Cup champion. He's proved all the doubters wrong if there were any anymore. Uh, Nolan Patrick, I think his NHL career is over. Just too many injuries. I don't think he ever plays again. Um, and, yeah, beyond that, Kelly McCrimmon's team, I think they really try to re-sign Barbashev. I don't think it happens, but I think they do eventually re-sign Howden and Bluger. Any other thoughts on Vegas? No, again, I think it's um, with their cap situation, I think it's going to be quiet. I think they're more of a team to, that makes their move through trades and especially at the trade deadline. Um, so I, I think that they're going to have a pretty, pretty quiet offseason because um, uh, to me, Vegas, they're not really a team that goes big in free agency. Outside of Petrangelo, they really haven't made any big free agency signings. Um, I feel like a lot of their moves have been through trades. Um, so I think that uh, that's the route they're going to go. Um, and I think they're going to look to do more in-season stuff than uh, off-season. Yeah, I definitely see that. All right, so let's go down these uh, these Pacific Division teams. And let's name a player that we could see them targeting, either via trade or free agency. Let's start with Anaheim. So Anaheim, who do you think they try to go after? I think Anaheim looks more towards younger players who didn't really have great seasons, guys who could, you know, score and look to revitalize their career on a not great team. You know, someone that sticks out is a guy like Joe Kiviranta, who didn't get a ton of playing time in, in Dallas, you know, who can maybe strive in a top six role in Anaheim. Uh, maybe a guy like Danton Heinen, who, you know, was solid for Pittsburgh, but didn't really find his way into the top six, kind of struggled a little bit. I think they go more towards these guys who are like 25, 26, 27, who are solid but have, you know, had good seasons in the past but are kind of looking to revitalize their uh, career. I think Anaheim is, would be totally willing to take a flyer on some of those guys. Yeah, I agree with you. I don't think they make a big splash or anything. Just try to fill out their bottom six, get more of project players than – established players already like you mentioned Dan Heinen I think that's a good uh, guess didn't Heinen play with the Ducks for a while uh when the Bruins swung that trade with them to acquire I think it was Lindholm that was the yeah, I, trade. 
Yeah, I, I think so. Maybe a, a reunion there trying to uh, find this game back again in Anaheim. Yeah, I don't think they make any major trades or whatever. Um, just try resend their RFAs. Calgary, what do you think they do? This one's really, really tough because I, there's to me, there's not a ton. Like, there's no big name free agency or will be going to Calgary. To yeah. me, the guys who I see going to Calgary are more like the the veteran guys who maybe want like a one year deal, a two year deal. There's there's not like a ton of names that like I I could really think of on the top of my head. Um, I'm, I'm trying I'm trying to come up with one maybe. Uh, but it's just it's tough. Maybe. I think defensemen potentially could could go there. I I think they're going to need to sign guys after they trade people. Um, but it's really hard to come up with the top of my head. You know, just this one guy who Calgary is going to target because I think they're just going to go for like this, you know, those fringe NHL players who they could just slide into the lineup because I really think they're going to commit to a rebuild. Um, so if, if I'm going to find somebody um, – Let's let's go with let's go Brendan Lemieux going going to Calgary. They're gonna sign Lemieux. I just I'm trying to I really it's it's hard to come up with a guy because I just I really can't see anybody or Calgary targeting like any people. I just, I don't know. That is uh that is an interesting uh, guess. Uh, it's, it's not going to happen. I'm just, I'm just saying, yeah, like, yeah, you yeah, try to come up with somebody who's coming to Calgary. It's just, it's not easy to do. Well, I'm going to go ahead and say one of the four that we mentioned of Lindholm, Hannafin, Backlund, and uh, Toffoli get traded uh, this offseason. I don't know for who. I don't know for what. I'm going to assume they try to get a draft pick as they try to kind of euthanize their. Uh, the roster kind of make it more younger and everything so yeah that's my prediction for them la what do you think they do oh, i i hate saying this because i can't stand the guy just because he's not a good player but i i think they're gonna go after tristan jari and it, it sucks to say because they they hired pittsburgh's wow. old old goalie coach i know him and jari were close um, Jari's a guy who wants a long-term deal and money, and I think LA could do it. If LA can't get a goalie on the trade market, I think that they give Jari what he wants, and that sucks because I really don't think they should do it. But I, I think that the Kings take a deep, hard look into Jari, and I wouldn't be surprised if he ends up there. So I'm predicting a massive blockbuster trade with them in Winnipeg. Uh, because I think LA is one of the only teams that have the correct amount of assets and the appropriate assets to do this. But I really do think they swing a trade for both Pierre-Luc Dubois and Connor Hellebuck. It makes sense. Connor Hellebuck doesn't want to be in Winnipeg anymore. He is a great goaltender. and LA is looking for a goaltender of his caliber. And Dubois, I mean, he's been rumored. It sounds like they're talking extension. So I think LA swings for the fences makes a huge splash trade. I think Velarde is going to be included. I think a couple of these other prospects are going to be included. No one like Brant Clark, because I don't think they moved Clark. I don't think they moved Jordan Spence. But someone like Velarde and players like him, I think, are going to be on the move. I think LA is going to give up multiple first-round picks here. And I think they just go for the fences, because they 
legitimately do have a good chance at competing for the cup this upcoming season. The San Jose Sharks, what do you think they're going to do, Sally? Yeah, this I see the Sharks doing a similar thing they did last offseason and a similar thing the Coyotes did last offseason, just fill out their, their roster with one-year um, veteran UFA players, guys who could be there for half a season, get flipped at the deadline for something. Um, and also, you know, how about these young guys? Um, some, you know, a few names that's, that stick out, maybe a guy like uh, Evan Rodriguez because the Sharks could pay him. Um, you know, maybe some uh, some other guys, you know, similar they did last year. Um, maybe a guy like Jordan Osterley on the blue line or like maybe even Troy Stetcher. I just think that they they go for these veteran guys who they can get for one year, um, who they'll be able to flip at the deadline for some assets. I'm going to say it happens. I think the Eric Carlson trade happens. It's He's said it out loud now. He wants to go and compete for a Stanley Cup. The Sharks aren't obviously in that position and will not be in that position for a while. I think it's finally time that the Sharks move on from him. I think they're just waiting for him to win the Norris. And then after that, he's good as gone. Um, Beyond the Eric Carlson trade and what they get back for him, I really don't know besides numerous first-round picks, if not more than one. Um, I do think they go after some young players, but I think the big thing is the Eric Carlson trade and who they draft at the draft in a couple of days, uh, wherever that be Mitchkov or that be Smith, whoever they select, I think uh, it's a massive thing for them. The Kraken, what do you think the Kraken target? Yeah, I think the Kraken are going to have the cap space to go after somebody. But I, the thing with the Kraken is that I, I don't know what direction they go in a free agency because, you know, there's some solid guys who I think could fit the Kraken and, you know, make them a better team next year. But I don't know if they want to hand out, you know, three or four-year contracts to, you know, some older guys. Because, you know, I think there's guys maybe like Tatar, um, maybe a guy like Jason Zucker or Gustav Nyquist. I think these guys could fit the crack in. But I also don't know if Ron Francis wants to give these guys, you know, four-year, four to $5 million deals. Um, so I think the Kraken signed somebody in free agency, one of the bigger names, a guy who could put up 20, 25 goals in 40 to 50 points. Um, but I uh, I don't know which one of those guys are, and I don't know, um, like, which ones are going to demand a lot of money. But if uh, I'm going to go um, – if I'm going to pick one player, I, I think I, – for some reason, I just feel like Jason Zucker and, and the Kraken kind of fade each other. Maybe it's just a random thing. But Zucker feels like a guy, I don't know, similar to like Jaden Schwartz, just feels like a Kraken type of player. I think they actually go for someone like Evan Rodriguez. I think they're not going to swing majorly for the fences, but they're going to pick up these reclamation projects because I think the Kraken have been successful at turning these guys' careers around. We look at Daniel Sprong as the big one, but Eli Tolvin was another one that uh, happened this past season. I think they go for players like that, and uh, I think they kind of have a low-key offseason. They don't really pick up anyone big in this offseason, but I can 100% see something happening uh, in the trade deadline. Uh, The Vancouver Canucks. What do you think this uh, this organization does? I have the Canucks in my top three teams when it comes to Ivan Barbashev. I think they're going to be in on him big time. I don't know if they land him, but I think the Canucks go in on Barbashev. Um, 
but besides him, they probably just target some some lower tier guys. But to me, the Canucks are kind of that like third team in that. I think what is going to be a third team race for Barbashev. I I really don't know if they land him. But I don't know if they have the money that Barbashev wants. But I think they're going to push hard for him. I can definitely see them going after Barbashev, but. I think this is the offseason of many trades, and I think Brock Besser is getting traded within the next year. It could happen this tra- this uh, offseason. Um, I think Besser's on his way out, and I wouldn't be surprised if they flip him for someone they really want uh, this upcoming season on their team. Uh, last team of the Pacific Division, the Vegas Golden Knights. What do you think the defending Stanley Cup champions look to do? Yeah, I think they look to do exactly what they did last offseason with Kessel, and that's bring in guys on cheap veteran minimum contracts who people have kind of ridden off, you know, guys who could kind of throw on their their like um, third or fourth line who, you know, aren't the skilled, most skilled players anymore, but guys who used to be really good. Um, to me, there there's kind of two names that uh that stick out. One of those is Paul Dassini, I think. You know, he's a guy that they could get for cheap, throw him on that third or fourth line. He could be solid for them. Another guy, I know we've talked about other teams for him, is Ekman Larson, a guy who's been written off a ton. But I think that Vegas, you know, if there's a team that could really help him return his career around, get back to the player, maybe close to the player he used to be, it's it's Vegas. So I think they do similar to what they did with Kessel, target guys who've kind of been written off, but, you know, they still have some things left in the tank. Uh, I think they uh... – they test the waters of Robin Leonard uh, going somewhere, maybe back to Chicago. That cap is really, really high. And I think they want to uh, kind of nail down that goaltending position because they thought they had it with Leonard and then Leonard went down. Then they realized, oh, crap, we have Logan Thompson. Now we have Yuri Patera and now we have Aiden Hill. We have all these guys that can be our starter and, Robin Leonard seems to be the odd man out. So I think they flip him for something other than that. I think they just, uh, like you said, go after veterans. But that's going to do it for our Pacific Division uh, predictions for the offseason. Stay tuned for our Central Division along with the uh, entire Eastern Conference, uh, you know, predictions. And otherwise, Tyler Cass underscore, that's his Twitter. Chase Beers and underscores my Twitter, and we'll see y'all for the next episode coming out tomorrow for the Central Division.